Welcome to the Finding Union podcast. This is a co-creation of divine guidance, ineffable intelligence, and the human identities of the bringers of change to activate a remembering within humanity with the information shared. The topics and the words spoken in these episodes will allow for the activation within each individual to create a deeper connection with others, self, and ultimately creator. Bringing new perspectives, this podcast will trigger a greater understanding to what the human experience's purpose is. As you continue to listen to these conversations, you will be activated into purging the falsities of your mind, allowing your identity to dissolve, bringing more authenticity into your daily life. Here you will receive universal downloads, consciousness, and a place of remembering the true love of unconditional source connection. Thank you from all spaces throughout the universe for allowing yourself to connect deeply with the information being shared. Here is your host, Conduit of Universal Truth, Danielle Butler. I'm Giaia Ariati. Welcome to Finding Union Podcast. Ryan Shruta here and delicious yummy brother of mine that I've been drawn to communicating deep levels of truth and how I would like to introduce him would be as a facilitator of truth love and presence how would you like to introduce yourself (laughs) I like that thank you Thank you for having me on. Super excited to be here and have this conversation. And um, yeah, it's it's funny because we had this little drop in before. It's like, okay, what? What's your title? What should I call you? What should I label you? And I'm like, hmm. It's it's interesting because like I'll introduce myself as someone that is continuously in the unfolding of myself, and so. Labels and titles and things just feel like they box me in sometimes. It's not like I'm not them, but I'm also am them. But I just allow whatever wants to come through me in each of those moments. And I guess what I could say is that I, on a more personal level, (laughs) I am 32 years old. I have a beautiful daughter. Her name is Willow. Willow Soul Grace Schroeter. Ah, she is my she's my whole world. And um, yeah, I am a father, obviously. And it's been a big part of my purpose and initiation over the last couple of years through the pregnancy and. Um, becoming a father and all the things that have transpired within that and so there's been times where I'm like yeah I'm, I'm here to help fathers I'm like a, a, a men's embodiment and sexuality or father's embodiment and sexuality coach and 
that's all that's coming through right now. But there's so many other things that I I do and I create and I weave in between. And there's never anything that I can call myself or title myself for too long before I'm going. And that's not me anymore. You know. <laughs> um, and so. I would introduce myself or I identify myself as someone who is continuously in the evolution of myself and often doesn't know who he is. <laughs> and someone who chooses to wear the hat that I need to when I need to wear it. And right now it's being a fucking amazing father and being with my daughter uh, it looks like a lot of integrating of polarities it looks like really tuning in with my life's work and my purpose and and the reason why all of that that I shared before will make sense now is because I've gone through a lot of moments where I'm like, I'm this, I'm this guy, I do this thing and I'll do that for a few years or whatever and then some carpet will be pulled out from underneath me and then it's about really finding myself again and, and that's what I'm in devotion to right now it's like I'm not putting out too many offerings or I'm not like committing myself to a lot of things it's just really being in the process of like okay what the fuck am I here for like truly and and that's I don't know what the introduction or the identity of that is if that's what you're still waiting for but that's yeah that's where I'm at right now so yeah that there. <laughs> I love that. It's a beautiful, authentic expression of where we can be on our journey at many different points. And as I received you in that way, um, I felt like I remember going in, it brought up this, this time for me where I went through this, like, you know, I don't identify with anything. Who the fuck am I? and I'm no one and I'm everything, right? And it was this really zoomed out conscious perspective of um, just allowing myself to be and 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 just de-layer all of the identities and all of the things and, and what, what, what will remain. And mm-hmm. I was in a, um, I was in a vulnerability um, intimacy workshop around this time last year with the question to introduce yourself was um, introduce yourself with what you identify with. And, and, um, <laughs> and I was like, Ooh. I already knew this was going to be a challenge because I, at that point I wasn't even identifying as being female. It was, it was such an interesting part of my process of I identify as I am this. And that's what I felt was the most truest piece for me at that point in time. And then through this releasing of story, identity, mother, 
you know, I've, I've been a wife and a business owner and an entrepreneur and all of these different pieces, coaches, mentor, healer. Something started to birth through me in the remembrance of my purpose. And I felt like very clearly when I was given my purpose, the resonance in my body of this is why I'm here. And every part of me knew that that is the path that I'll be walking. And it's unshakable. It was like there was no question anymore of what am I, who am I, and why am I here? It's like I know myself and I know why I'm here and I know what my purpose is. And although the name and the thing that's been evolving, like being given a spiritual name and claiming that and then um, those different pieces, there's a solidness that's now here where I can really feel, um, yeah, this, whether or not I'm going to continue to call myself a high priestess or not, I don't know. I feel like I'm just in devotion to the divine, really. Um, and that was what was really beautiful about the start of this podcast because it was like um, you dropped us into some breath and, and a facilitated practice where the intention of this conversation was to speak through what spirit wanted to speak through. And for me, that allows so much of my body to just open to be this vessel and this channel when someone else is willing to also meet in that space and the magic that can occur. So it's mm -hmm. to really witness and recognize you in, in your magic and in your embodiment of uh, opening that space to come from more truth and to be guided. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that with your to be a vessel for truth or be a vessel for spirit and for a contribution of how much truth can be delivered for yourself, me and the collective and in remembrance piece at what point did your full surrender to that take place hmm interesting question <clears throat> uh, right now it doesn't feel like a full hundred percent if I'm if I'm completely honest and truthful uh, if I would test it's sitting at about a 70% of like I am full fully here for unfiltered truth and whatever fucking way it comes out. <clears throat> and it's, it's been really interesting that this question has come up because I feel at this point that I have actually been more truthful than I have ever in my life. And what I will say as a, as a frame before we go any deeper into like this conversation is like I'm just giving myself full permission to be unapologetic with whatever comes out of my mouth <laughs> and whatever's here and I'm trying to like sugarcoat it or tone it down or anything it's just like 
<laughs> this is what wants to come through. And and that's actually what I what I have been doing recently, and I've been um, noticing um, a lot of people being offended, a lot of like, oh, that's like insulting, or you shouldn't say that, or like this, this, and this people, or this group of people will be offended, and you're like offending and insulting like whole cultural heritages of people and their beliefs and all of that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) And that's my commitment to the truth. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I get that these people believe that and this whole community and this whole movement of people believe these things to be true and your whole culture is built upon it but if i am not willing or if i'm not okay with offending people if i'm not okay with insulting people if i'm not okay with speaking to what i feel is truth and what i see as shadow in different models then I'm not speaking the truth and it's come up recently. It's like, well, you're being are you insulting. You're being racist. You're this, you're that. I'm like, well, I'm okay with being racist and insulting people if that's how you perceive it. But what I'm speaking to is a deeper part of this stuff that doesn't get to live here anymore <laughs> because it's not serving us. And as always, it's just coming from my truth, but what my <laughs> this is what I believe in the information that I have right now and what feels to be true in my connection to the all in this moment. So, yeah, and that's been a journey. And like, I'm in that, in that right now, like, oh, fucking, what if I hurt more people? What if I offend them? What if and it's just like, you can't, or I can't, we can't fucking please everyone. And there's going to be people, no matter how much we sugarcoat or try to like bubble wrap their trauma or fucking whatever it is, someone is still going to get offended. And I think for me, what I'm, yeah, again, what I'm working through is like, Okay, this this like this comedian archetype, you know, they just fucking spit fire. <laughs> you know, they don't care what people think or if they offend people. They just like boom. Here's the truth of this thing, and this is how I make it funny. <laughs> and I think that's that's really an identity that I want to wear in this moment is that spiritual comedian because or that the jester and if you look at archetypal um stories and things like that like the jester the 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 dude that was responsible for making the king laugh was able to just say whatever the fuck he wanted but it was truth but because it was humorous and in a comedic way it's like, oh, yeah, it's just making fun of it, you know. And, <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's, that's another thing that's coming through for me at the moment. It's just like 
bringing humor to um yeah the really dark stuff you know and the shit that people don't want to talk about and the truth is fucking dark so yeah that's that's where Mm -hmm. i'm at with that right now (laughs) um that what how i see it is that anyone who's come to this place of being a truth seeker and really finding absolute truth and i believe not even i believe because i belief is still to me an ego construct of there's still a story that's attached i know there is absolute truth and finding that and questioning the narratives and the stories and the realities that we have is really important for me to um, break down my own paradigms but to create sovereignty for not only myself but for others because in the beliefs I believe that's I'm, I know that's where the suffering is created the limitation and um, when we I guess there's a level of when you awaken to that awareness and when you drop into the embodiment of that, there is this um, recognition of releasing your own identity of I actually wouldn't have chosen this path, right? I, I, the person that created this experience personality which goes by the name of Danielle Butler birthed she would not in a million years have chosen the path that I am walking and the path of truth Mm -hmm. and so when that embodiment comes through it's not my thoughts feelings opinions I am choosing to channel through a higher truth and I will continue to speak it and if you or someone else has an issue with receiving the information that I'm sharing, that's okay because I truly know and I will own up to when I'm not in truth (laughs) because radical self-responsibility is super important. (laughs) Um, That I know that when that's coming through, that is truth. And you can say maybe that's your truth. I don't even I don't even feel that's true. I feel that's a cop out of not even claiming what you know as truth, as the absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that's very triggering. Mm-hmm. And when you're bringing through really um, conflicting uh, information that breaks down someone's paradigms around religion or culture or tribe or how that is um it it, it, it's a lot for people to digest Hmm. and it's uncomfortable and it's dark because that you have to look at bits of yourself that are why is this why is there such a um a resistance and to what this person is speaking Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really, my feeling at this point is that 
none of the religions, beliefs, cultures, modalities, or any of the pieces that have existed on our planet before this point in time that we are using as ways to get to the truth work. Mm -hmm. Something has to shift because that is why we're in a 3D paradigm or whatever energetic um, place of being we're in. And if they worked, then things would have shifted. Something Mm -hmm. has to be witnessed and acknowledged that is there's missing pieces. There's missing awareness. Mm-hmm. And that is what I feel is true. The truth isn't in all of this, yet it is in all of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bold claim, and there is there is truth to that. To to be honest, and um. It's it's interesting because like what's comes alive in me now and it's like okay well who has ever known the fucking truth do you know what I mean and it's like you know even the Egyptians or you know far back way back ancient times it's like they were all telling stories you know they they were just telling stories too. You know, and it's like, well, this is what they believe to be the truth. And of course, there's a level of resonance within their teachings and, and things like uh, Kabbalah wisdom and Egyptian hermetic principles and all of that kind of stuff like feels <clears throat> the most resonant and integrated for me uh, 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 across all of the other things that I've delved into and studied so far. But even then, it's like, I've been listening to, um, what's it called? The Kabbalion recently. The Kabbalion, right? And he was speaking about the, the all, which is everything. Like, the everything and nothing before there was ever anything. And that being the all as well. Like, it can't be subtracted, it can't be added to... And so it can't be changed because it's everything. Like even before the universe was created, there was something before that, which was the all. And the only truth that there is, is a truth that is unchangeable. It's, it's always the same. It's always one thing you can't change it through our emotions through our beliefs through (laughs) through stories you can't go in like chinese whispers and and change the the truth down the lines of ancestral lineages it's like the truth is un unfucking knowable and so it's like well we can say that the modalities that we've had access to to access truth may not have worked, but what are we comparing it to? It's like, who the fuck actually knows the truth? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And from that 
perspective as well. Like I've mind masturbated so much on this level of what is even truth? What is real? And, and, and coming back into, I guess, um, like your story, you know, there's, there's some undeniable truths that are unchangeable through all religions and through all stories and narratives. And, um, there are certain things that do not shift and change no matter what perspective you're looking at it from. And, but in that it's, it's this really interesting piece of consciousness unfolding upon consciousness. So that truth is going to have a deeper depth and understanding the more that it folds in upon itself in this multidimensional experience that it is. So it's, it's like, well, the truth point is, <laughs> I don't have the answers to that <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting too, because like you, you speak to like, well, the only truth is the unchangeable truth that is unknowable. But like you said, everything is truth from a different perspective as, as well. And I love like another what's that principle, hermetic principle. It's like all truths are half truths, you know. And like, what if we've all just been given half truth this whole time and the truth is still waiting for us that may even be a half truth as well <laughs> yeah. and then your brain goes a bit like tweaky at times and you're like i feel like i've gone into this well i could zoom out and question and look at these things so expanded and definitely have but then what really matters like what is the truth that matters to me and the truth that I feel is the important piece to speak is coming into presence and love. Mm -hmm. And what would I like to, everyone to experience mm -hmm. by releasing the beliefs or the stories or the narratives because I mean they're less true <laughs> maybe <laughs> depending on your angle <laughs> but whilst okay actually while you believe your stories and narratives are true that's where I there there's the issue yes True and not true at the same time. So it's like, I think what I would describe, if, if I could have the words to describe what truth is, is that it is everything and nothing all at once. It is uh, polarity. It is light and dark, masculine and feminine. And it is... Uh, my, my mind is just going do, 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 like right now, like trying to explain this. But well, it's all encompassing. It's creation, all encompassing, and yes. that's the truth. You know, it's it's all spectrum of all experiences through all possibilities. Yeah, 
and um, that's a that's a pretty big concept to wrap your mind around. Totally, yeah. And what I feel that that center point is is love. And you could say that the universe is love, or God is love, or love is God. But like, the truth is that everything is love because it is the center point of everything. It is the only unchangeable thing that we have experience or have access to in this 3D reality, as well as every other reality. You know, because it's it's everything and nothing. So,、um, yeah, I would say truth is love. <laughs> love is a lot of different things to a lot of different people. <laughs> This is our story. <laughs> Let's talk about our version of love and truth. <laughs> um. <laughs> it is. It is many different things to many people.、Um, on the love concept, I mean, love to many people is is viewed in different ways. And I've spoken to a few people recently around love, and that there's five different loves. I mean, to me, there's one,、mm-hmm. which is the all-encompassing love of all pieces, parts, perspectives. Um, some people like to separate that and identify, you know, your romantic love or your euros love or your love for your children. And、um, I feel like it's just love expressed and felt in different ways from different experiences.、Yeah. And、um, I know that we have had some pretty interesting discussions around relating in love. And connection and, and union, our own personal desires, and、um, what in relation to、um, love and relating? Do you feel that there is untruths that cause suffering? What do you feel? Yeah, I know it's a big question. <laughs> I think you know what you're heading, where you're heading. But what's a yeah? If you could reframe that, or how do you feel that the distortions and half truths of what love is affects relationships? Mm-hmm. Well, it not being there to start with, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's just interesting because truth is my my highest value. Out of anything else, truth is my highest value. Relating business, spirituality, everything, truth is just like whoop, right at the top. And I have, I've had a, like a really interesting relationship with truth in my relationships, and I'll speak to like a personal, more of a personal perspective. And 
in that I, yeah, I wasn't truthful with myself. I wasn't truthful with my deepest desires. I wasn't truthful with a lot of the things that I felt and experienced. And so in that, um, not only was I disconnected from my own truth in a way, but I will, they were also disconnected from my truth. And because of that, when the truth came to the surface after however long we had been relating for with these things underneath that just weren't being spoken to, things just ended, you know, and how I feel it affects relationships is that when there is no truth, there is no love. Because there's no honesty. You're not getting the whole person. It's like a fucking facade. You're relating with a being that's not giving you all of themselves. And within that, we have half-truths that we're living by. And... If I could speak to, like, actual truths, <laughs> which may also be half-truths, but the truth of the moment, and how that has affected, affected, or improved, or many other different ways that the relationship has kind of fizzled or moved into a new kind of form is that yeah it's it changes a lot of things and myself and my partner uh ex-partner we split as as soon as like these real truths came to the surface because it's like wow uh we're not for each other you know and without the truth being there from the start, we're just running around in circles of untruth and not truly feeling connected because we're not willing to share what is alive with within us. And it's not, not a good thing <laughs> at all. Um, so yeah, that's, that's about all that I have to share on this moment, on that. What comes up for me is if I could gift people, not just in, you know, relationship in a romantic sense, but in relating and mm. in connecting from place of what I feel is true true connection from love, there is this level of radical vulnerability which allows the truth to come through. Mm. Where all walls and barriers get dissolved from the heart space and you're raw and real and seen in all your stuff 
And no matter what the story or the narrative is that you're experiencing in that moment, that's your truthful expression in that, no matter where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And that most people are terrified to be seen in that space. Mm -hmm. And most of the relationships that I have engaged in, this is, is really confronting and quite difficult for most people to meet. In. Mm -hmm. And without the meeting in that rawness, without meeting in the dropping into what is true here, you know, even if it is the story that I'm telling myself is, mm -hmm. you know, that, that is the truth. And then expressing that, then it's like, well, hang on, what's really there? I'm like hating on myself and I'm hurting and all of this stuff comes up because you allow yourself to be heard in what's really alive inside. Mm. And if you can hold each other in that without, you know, in that safe, just in being able to be present to receive someone in their story, knowing that it's a story, knowing that it's, you know, it's a thought form doesn't make it real. It doesn't even mean that you think that. 99% of the time mm -hmm. that it gives an opportunity for another person to feel into what's true for, for me, mm -hmm. you know, well, okay, I'm receiving this person and what's here for me. And in those moments I've found of being as uncomfortable and icky and gross and, and dark and, and vulnerable and weak and all the different stories that I've created, love always returns mm -hmm. every single time. Mm -hmm. And the depth and the connection and the knowing of someone and the holding of someone when you allow yourself to be seen in your story and in all of your truth in that moment, and you allow someone else to meet you in that. And I guess for me, that's what love is. Like that's love. It's, and, and, and I mean, I have my own story, <laughs> which I guess we've expressed in, in different private conversations is I have a story that I'm not going to be met in that because every time I meet someone in that place, it's too much for them and they pull back and they want to go back into this hiding. Uh -huh. And so I know that I have some limitations in my own story around this. But then I also see the half truth of that and that it is truth. There is a truth to that, that most people don't want to go into these depths of, of commitment. And, you know, maybe there is the 70% commitment to truth and love. Mm -hmm. And then the next 30% is like, um, yeah, I'd love to hear. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's truth is practicing unconditional love, but 
not only speaking it, it's being able to receive it as well, like you were saying. And what I've noticed to be true <laughs> is that, um, you know, I've, I've journeyed very deeply with truth last year um, with a group of brothers. Um, you may may have heard me, the Immortals Brotherhood or Vujar Deus. Um, you've heard of that guy? No? But like the, the main, the highest value was truth. And so like each time we'd circle up together, it's like, okay, what, how does the truth want to lead this space? Like there's no facilitator here. No one is like holding this hat. Like I'm leading and facilitating this thing. It's like truth is facilitating this, this space, this experience. <clears throat> and so it's like each time, like you're saying, if it, whenever it was projection or whenever it was our truth, which was also the truth directed to another, oftentimes that truth, even though it was a projection was exactly what that person needed to hear. And it's not so much about like just seeing and witnessing someone as they express their truth to you. They express that truth to you because you were attracted to this person because of this thing. And each time that I've, you know, shared things are like, <laughs> like ugly, ugly truths. The, in the like full receiving of that. And, and there's also, you know, there's, there's people that aren't willing to receive it. And in moments I've not been willing to fully receive it. It's just like, fuck you. You're just projecting your shit. But also like, ow. And <laughs> if there is that ow, if there is that reaction, if there is that, like, you know, there's something there for you. There is truth in that. And, and so like, like I'll come back to that piece again. It's not so much about witnessing someone express their truth to you. It's like, Oh, I'm putting this bubble wrap all over me. And I'm like, I'm not going to receive your fucking sword. And like, oh, that's all your stuff. It's like, no, <laughs> this polarity thing is what attracted us together. And if I've got truth for you within me, <laughs> it's also for you. And in the full receiving and the processing and the like feeling through all the yuckiness and the, I fucking hate you. And like, how dare you say that? And fucking rah. <clears throat> As you said before, like, it always comes back to love. Always. And without that, there is no love. Or we would live in love as something that is an untruth and never experience the actual love that is, <laughs> that is present there. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, that's what's coming through for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and that <clears throat> the mirror, he just as a universal law, I feel that's a really productive tool for people, and it was a huge tool for me, and constantly 
is this uh, everything is a reflection of me so however i'm perceiving the world is is mirroring something to be witnessed always and i know some people don't like to hear that they're like oh yeah but you know if this person's doing x y and z i know i'm not that so there's no mirror there and i'm like there's always a mirror <laughs> look deeper and there is and and it was it was huge when it clicked in for me that there's truth in everything someone says and i and i really allowed myself to feel that and and i was like oh, oh. <laughs> i don't like yeah it was oh <laughs> and you know when you when you're feeling getting a response like that it's like okay there's some stuff here to see and it was a lot of swallowing my own bullshit really like getting out of a marriage that i had claimed that he was um controlling and narcissistic and you know that was my truth and and that was the perspective and then it was hang on what about all the truths what about every single thing that he ever said to me that i never heard never heard because mm -hmm. i was just complete deflection and was unable to receive any of the words mm -hmm. couldn't hear his needs couldn't hear his desires couldn't hear his hurts his pains couldn't hear it at all because my experience and my wounding and my story was more important that there was no receiving of of anything outside and the understanding like that relationship for me was the biggest gift ever and i pray one day that i can really give him a heart-centered hugging and, a, and love and to go you know, like just those moments where you're like, I get it, right? It's like, I see you and I see myself and acknowledging where I had my own narcissistic tendencies, mm -hmm. where I was extremely passive aggressive and quite, um, I mean, what I would call abusive now and um, running in, in trauma and not in not able to acknowledge or witness how unkind i was how unloving i was how <clears throat> i couldn't yield and i wasn't compassionate mm. and um that hurt you know that level of seeing how you've protected yourself but then also what the effect is that that has on other human beings that's where growth really is for me it's like this spiritual narcissism of like that's your truth and you know you're responsible for your reality kind of <laughs> illusion <which laughs> it is yeah is because you're not willing to feel all those parts of yourself of where i am you and you are me mm -hmm. and anything I do has an effect on you and anything you do has an effect on me because there is no separation. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish that for you to, um, yeah, being come, come out of a relationship with a 
mother of my child, you know, it's, it did take a little while to get to that point and be like, fuck, I love you, you know, like, yes, we, we get each other. And obviously we're still, you know, moving through little pieces here and there, <clears throat> but, you know, that's coming with the willingness to receive the truth. And I think there's a, <clears throat> there's an important thing to, to share or I'll speak to here as well, because like you're saying, um, <clears throat> you know, you didn't feel like you heard his truth or there was a lot of things that may, he may have said to you that you didn't actually hear. And it's, it's really interesting this one because I, I've been, um, last year traveled a lot with like boundaries and communication and truth. And you know there is in, especially in relationships, there is, there is a right time. And, and often it's like, I've got truth to share with you right now. Like boom, 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 boom. It's like, well, fuck, I'm not actually open to receiving that right now. Fuck off. You know? And people could say it's like a, it's spiritual bullshit to be open to receiving truth or people, you know, like checking in that, you know, are you open to receive this thing that I have to share with you right now? And I'd say that's crap because not everyone is open to your triggers, projections, truth, whatever you have to share in every moment. You know, we've all got our own stuff on, even in a relationship. It's like, Oh, hey, I just got home from work, had a really fucking shit day. And then your partner's like, I've got some truths to share with you. It's just boom, 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 boom. I'm already like, you know, <laughs> I'm already pissed off. Like, I'm, I'm really not there. And that just creates more and more friction and conflict. And there's never an ability to receive each other in the truth because, like, I am not willing to in this moment and and that's the that's the really key piece because like yeah we we all have truth for each other but like is it contained is there a, is there a moment where it's like okay i have i have space to hear you you know and yeah that's um, a really potent piece and one that you know, is is spoken around in spirituality and, and conscious relating is permission and consent and checking in and um, I guess in relating and in some old programs you can forget to do that at times and you can go into this just talking in and just dropping something on to someone and I feel like on the other side of that as well, it's like, yes, uh, seeing, checking in, because you you have no idea what someone else's reality is in, like, mm. at the time. And you, you want to always, well, I feel like I want to always be meeting someone in the most gentle, loving, kind, compassionate way that I can and meeting them in a place where they can actually meet me in truth, right? And if I'm projecting or just offloading, um, often that person can't meet me in that space because they don't have the capacity for it. Mm -hmm. And the other part that I've really come to see as a truth for me is what have I sat with it? 
have I sat with what <laughs> I'm wanting to share? Like, what are the potent pieces? What is it that's alive in me? Do I have to express all of this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it really necessary? And what is necessary? And yes. super grateful for very embodied um, being that was in my life that would do that and demonstrate it. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel that's how I learn like so quickly is someone that's willing to go, no it's not true for me to receive you right now mm -hmm. and I was like oh <laughs> I honor you like the power of that for someone to check in and to feel and then to speak it and to speak it with confidence and and the truth of what was in their being mm -hmm. and then to say I need x y and z and then I can have the space or I have this much space to receive you. And, and that has been a massive reflection piece for me in communicating. Mm -hmm. well, how much do I really need to express? What am I, what am I really trying to say here? Mm -hmm. What do I, what is it that I need to be heard in or um yeah to witness in that in that expression of communication and it's often for me not what i thought it was <laughs> totally yeah i love i love that you spoke to that too because <clears throat> yeah in in that when the person is actually not open to receive you and you're like ah, i want to share this thing you know, you're going to have to go and resource yourself anyway and like use the tools to, like you said, check in what's necessary, what needs to be expressed. And um, I love this um, tool that I learned last year called aspecting. And it's kind of like you're expressing, say, you've got someone, this this person that you want to speak this truth to, it's like you're just sitting them in front of you, shamanically, visualizing them, and just sharing, like just, okay, blah, 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 blah. let it all out, you know? And then it's about swapping places and being in the receiving of your truth within that person's body and like navigating like what they're experiencing what what it is that um is coming up for them and that and and allowing them to like or well, you them <laughs> got it to express whatever they need to express and it's like you're, you're having this shamanic conversation where you're feeling your own stuff as well as feeling the other person's stuff and then coming back to yourself and it's like oftentimes when I do that, I do it quite often actually, um, there's never really anything to say. And, and I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of like within this, 
in that practice, um, or without that practice and being able to resource oneself in the relationship puts so much stress on it because it's like I'm always bringing my stuff to you and it's just like, uh, you know, it kind of gets a bit too much. And there's a, there's a piece where you're at. <laughs> We're back. Yeah, and and I think you know there there is times where in relating we do need to express truth with another because it in, it's in, it involves them or you know it's it's something that you do together in a relationship but you know without having the ability to resource oneself and constantly bringing you know each other's stuff to each other to be each other's fucking therapists and facilitators like that's it's not healthy at all you know and um I think, yeah, it's it's really that ability to just sit in the truth ourselves before bringing it to the other person. That's really, really important to note as well. So. That was a beautiful reminder for me. <clears throat> um, yeah, I feel as though you're really sitting with that and asking the, asking myself, um, and to ask, is it what is really true? And often getting nothing, right? It's that self-process. And witnessing then, I guess, where we can get absorbed into someone else's story. I, 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 this is more of something that I've noticed and um, with myself is that I can be quite, slow and present and you know check in and oh yeah there's nothing to really say here or this is a potent piece to share or this is what's alive in me and then the understanding of how to hold that level of truth in certain dynamics and that I find I can get pulled into old paradigms where I'm meeting someone in their story. Mm-hmm. Constant navigation back, back, back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, the interesting part about that is that I go into this wrongness that, oh, I've met someone in their story. Oh, I wasn't being conscious. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there's this self punishment piece I feel like that kind of comes up of you know better you've got the tools you you know you have the ability to hold yourself strong and be in this place of presence and truth and yet you're not being disciplined enough and I feel like there's probably a lot of people that can relate to this in hurting themselves with 
not having the compassion for their humanity. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting you're wearing that thing today, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, did, did you mean like having the compassion for someone else's humanity or having the compassion within yourself? Is it any different? Um, but myself, mostly, I find that there's no compassion for my own humanity at this. Not that there's no compassion. There's. I feel the more that I've sought what is true, there is this distortion that's held when I'm out of the alignment or integrity of what I know to be truth. Mm -hmm. And how that in itself can cause the separation from love. <laughs> um, do you have any specific like pieces that you navigate. So for me, what it is, is just slowing down. It's coming to the breath. It's coming to the feeling of the body and just bringing presence to my like awareness and opening my heart. And that can be done in like a second if here catches it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like, what, <sighs> um, what would you share? Like, what do you share with people to find that level of self-responsibility, truth, love, resonance? Mm -hmm. As in interaction with another, like in myself in interaction with another? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the first thing that comes to mind for me is just like <laughs> this, it's out there everywhere right now. It's just, it's co-regulation. And it's like, fuck, you may be so pissed off or you may be so out of compassion with yourself or with the other person or like just <sighs> ropeable, whatever it is. But in the moment where you just come together, literally hug, breathe into each other's belly, breathe together and just don't say anything like no, there's no truth that needs to be expressed here. I know we're feeling a lot of things. That's okay. Like, let's just, just come here. Let's just breathe. Okay. And that's it. You know, like if I could give fucking the best <laughs> relationship advice that I could, could, could give to anyone, it's just like lean into a fucking hug breathe into each other's belly, synchronize your breath and then see what wants to come through. Because if we're expressing truth from dysregulation, we're only going to create more dysregulation in the relationship, in our life. And so whatever truth that needs to be shared, it's just like, hang on, let's just 
breathe. <laughs> Simple as that. And oftentimes just uh, what I've noticed is like it just, it's tears and crying and, you know, whatever wants to happen because we've just dropped in, we've co-regulated. Our nervous systems are aligned and we've helped each other to like access a deeper part of ourselves without having to like throw swords around the place. It's, it just kind of happens, you know? Um, so that's, that's really it. Just like bring it in. <laughs> Don't punch me. Come on. Just give me your hands. Come here. Like, me <laughs> it is. It's that beautiful piece around anything, anything that you want to communicate. And especially when you're learning to, maybe be more vulnerable in expressing your truth or speaking, having conscious conversations with people around specific um, pieces that are coming up and the dropping in element of touch and your heart and breath and having a hug and then going from there and the receptivity and the connection and what's available is really powerful. And I feel like that is the one tool I'm always, I'm like, if I could just teach you one thing about life, it's just breathe from here into here. (laughs) (laughs) Give yourself a bit of a (laughs) juiciness and feel what's like there. Like let your, your heart regulate, your nervous system regulate and just soften. And then you're, entire experience looks different um yeah it's beautiful um yeah i'm feeling like we've had a really amazing beautiful delicious chat and what i would love for you to share before we close this off is i know that you're um in some transitional spaces and um and moving through into more alignment with your truth but if what is it that you can gift and what is your offerings in your work at the moment and how can people contact you if they're feeling aligned and connected Uh fucking deep presence and truth And it's it's so interesting, like, you know, the more that I read into, like, my gene keys and different things that show me more of who I am, it's like the magic for me comes with being present in the moment with people. And, you know, it's it's been really interesting because it's like, okay, well, how do I fucking sell that? <laughs> because... Magic happens when people come into my space one-on-one and wherever it goes, whatever happens, it's, it just comes down to like the deepest truth. And what I am able to do is help people to access that within them. And that's, that's really what I have on offer at the moment. It's just like one-on-one sessions and just like being in the present space with me. Um, obviously I have many different modalities, (laughs) like 
the spiral as a spiral practitioner, kinesiologist, and breath work, and all these other things that I've kind of merged into one thing to be able to help someone. But um, I also have a group called Money Medicine, which is probably going to change the name of very soon. Um, but I've been offering um, meditations and free meditations and things in there, um, self pleasure and activations. Um, I, yeah, that's basically it. So if you want to tune in with more of my work, join the Money Medicine group on Facebook. And then, you know, really, if you're feeling feeling something, if you're feeling activated <laughs> after this conversation, like you just know that there's something here if you worked with me. And um, without labeling what that is, <laughs> just trusting that feeling and, and reach out. Um, because yeah, it's, as I said, there's, there's no hiding in my space and that's what I gift to people wherever it wants to go, the, the darkest, deepest, darkest truths or the light or whatever it is that is the truth within you that needs to be expressed. That is holding, has been holding you back. That's what I'm here for. And yeah. That'll be it. So, yeah. Thank you. Activated. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely activated into more layers and um, had some beautiful awareness and drop in. So, thank you for your presence and your embodiment. Um, I also feel that that is medicine. Medicine is being able to be a level of presence and love that you become that still within your reflection that you offer an opportunity for another to see themselves. Mm -hmm. It's powerful work and much more powerful than any of the modalities that I have journeyed, which were all perfect in, in their uh, pieces and learnings and, um, yeah, but for me, it's in that place of presence. So thank you for you. Thank you for you. <laughs> thank you for allowing Spirit to guide this beautiful conversation. And I will drop all of Ryan's links in the descriptions and you'll find um this is the recording will be possible to receive on YouTube as well as Spotify. So make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you're feeling the resonance and you're wanting to share the ripple effect of uh, opening to more truth and the love that can be felt from, from receiving transmissions like this and feel into your body, if it's true for you to share this Um that's where we're really coming into love is by offering a different opportunity for others to meet and sharing that space. So thank you, Ryan. So good to drop in and um, yeah, thank you so much. Until next time, this was the Finding Union podcast and we'll see you infinite love. <laughs>